We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the final DFS OGs podcast for the 2020-2021 football season covering the divisional round of the playoffs. I am your host, as always, Chris Beermakers fan Prince, joined by my fellow OGs, Notorious Head Chopper here to break down the four games we have on top, on tap, I should say, and looks like a fun slate of games. Now, DraftKings has moved to a full weekend slate, which looks fun. Got a $3.5 million uh, millionaire maker up. Uh, they do have some contests divided into Saturday, Sunday as well, but those are smaller. FanDuel kind of stuck with the the Saturday, Sunday separate slates. So they have a four-game slate up that's smaller. Uh, so a little variety out there, which is always nice, but good to see the big contest on DraftKings being the whole weekend. So uh, let me bring in my boys here, Chop, Noto. Chop, we'll start with you. How was Wild Card Weekend? Had some some fun games, some crazy games. Obviously, Cleveland, uh, that was insane. So how did DFS treat you last week? Yeah, it was, it was fun games. Uh, I, I enjoyed them, but uh, DFS wasn't so great. I don't uh, – I didn't do anything particularly well. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this week. Now we get it down to four games, the final four here. Last four-game weekend of the year, so I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, me as well. Uh, tough weekend here as well. I'm, I'm sick of investing in wide receivers uh, that keep putting bagels up. Uh, John Brown, the old zero for me uh, this week. So uh, that, that doesn't help the old portfolio. No, no, hopefully you had a better week. Uh, how was Wild Card Weekend for yourself? Uh, it wasn't too bad. I uh, had a pretty good day on Saturday, pretty terrible day on Sunday. So uh, break even overall. And uh, not going to lie, I couldn't have been more wrong about that Brown Steelers game. I think uh, I said they would win by a 20 um, before we hopped off the pod last week. <laughs> so we have forgotten about that. You didn't, you didn't have to bring up old, old takes exposed there. But uh, that, that was ins- I'd never seen anything like that. I literally was sitting there stunned. I mean, the first play was like, all right, they, they, they'll come back. They'll 
they'll get back into it. And before you know it, it's 28, nothing at the end of the first and uh, almost made a comeback kind of felt like things were, were trending that way, but uh, Cleveland uh, managed to get it done. So uh, Cleveland will be here on, on this slate, obviously a tough draw going to Kansas city. We'll get to that game here shortly, but we will start with the Saturday games. The Rams uh, off a nice win in Seattle. I mean, Rams look good. They, they dominated that game on both sides of the ball. Uh, now they got their, 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 their tough task here, going to Green Bay. Packers about a seven-point favorite as of this recording. So injury-wise, most of it on the Rams side of things. John Walford, if he's even viable, questionable. We saw Jared Goff come in, play pretty well. Uh, he seems to be good to go. Daryl Henderson remains on IR. Cooper Cup, questionable, but expected to play. Uh, so that, that's it. Packers ready to go, obviously rested here. So, Chop, we'll get started with you. The Rams Rams were good. The Rams were solid at defense. Obviously, uh, one of the best, if not the best, in the league. But a big task here, playing maybe one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in the league. So, what wins out here, offense or defense? Well, I know you got to be excited about uh, this year. It looks like the Packers are definitely the cream of the crop in the conference. So, now that, that that must be nice. Uh, I'm stoked. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I was kind of hoping uh, Washington would get rid of Tom Brady, just one less hurdle that oh, we had to go through. About, but uh, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, so, on, uh, Tom but Brady. yeah, de definitely feeling good here. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy that the Rams though have uh, you know a few years ago we were talking about them as the perennial Super Bowl favorite because they had such a dynamic offense and. Here they are as a second second round of the playoffs, just strictly based on defense because the offense is not particularly good right now. And uh, that's going to come back to get them this week. The defense can only do so much when you're on the road against a team like Green Bay. So offense would have to score points, and I don't trust it too. So <clears throat> I'd, be, I'd be invested in the Packers here. But, uh, yeah, the Rams on offense, I mean, maybe Cam Akers just because that's the weakness of Green Bay on defense, but it's the playoffs. So – uh, there's a very good chance Green Bay corrects some things and comes out and puts the Rams in a hole, and there is no Cam Akers this week. So uh, I'd be leery of the Rams offense and going on the road to Green Bay. And Green Bay, I think you fire up, you know, the usual suspects, Rodgers, Jones, Devontae. If you want to base everything on matchups, then you're going to lose out in the long run. You know, when good players, when good offensive players take on a good defense, the offensive players went out plenty of times, and this is one I'm willing to uh, think the offensive players are going to win out in this game. So I'll stick with the big three, Rodgers, Jones, Adams, and uh, I think I think they get it done. Yeah, I mean, Adams' price has come down. I mean, he was 9,200 uh, in that game against Chicago. We've seen him all the way up to 9,400 uh, on DraftKings. So it's definitely matchup-based pricing, and no doubt. Derek, you know Jalen Ramsey as well as anybody, but we, we saw nobody wanted to play DK Metcalf last week either, and – uh, he ends up putting up some numbers here. So uh, I, I'm with Chop. I, I like this discount on Adams. I'm hoping people kind of shy away and go in some of the other directions. And we have Diggs. We have Tyreek Hill. We, we have Michael Thomas. We have some other stud receivers. So how do you see ownership playing out there on Devontae Adams? Do you, do you think the field is going to shy away? And then I'm glad Chop brought up Cam Akers. We know that's the matchup. He's cheap. Uh, how, how high do you expect him to be owned and how you handle that situation as well? All right, uh, I'll start with Cam Akers. It is hard not to like him. Uh, coming off of that big game last week, and his price barely went up. He's only 5,700 on DraftKings. Uh, he ended up having 28 carries, two targets. Jared Goff doesn't look like he can throw the ball downfield. Looks like his thumb's still bothering him a little bit. So I expect him to lean heavily on the run. Uh, the Packers gave up the fifth most 
fantasy points to running backs during the regular season. And uh, even if they're trailing, he's going to get a lot of work in the passing game. So for me, even at high ownership, uh, I'll have a ton of Cam Akers. Won't have any Jared Goff, especially, you know, given the other quarterbacks in the slate. You have Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. So I'm not going to be clicking his name, but I do think there's uh, enough room for Cooper Cup or Robert Woods to get there. Um, They're both fairly cheap, and there's probably going to be a game where they're playing from behind. So depending on ownership, I'll just go with the lower owned of the two. Uh, For the Packers side, yeah, Chop mentioned it, Barry, you mentioned it. It's pretty much a three-man show here. You got Rodgers, Jones, and Adams. Um, Adams' price, like you guys mentioned, is is down a little bit compared to where he was towards the end of the season. I'll take my chances with him in shadow coverage um, against pretty much anyone. You know, Rodgers doesn't mind throwing into guys when they're covered, especially when it is Devontae Adams. And they use him in the slot quite a bit. Um, they have a lot of creative play calls right when they get down near the goal line. So I love Adams. Um, I do think his ownership will be a little bit down just compared to the fact that Stefan Diggs is 7,300 and Adams is 86. So I think most people will just start lineups with Diggs. Um, so we get some nice leverage on the field with Adams. And I'm interested to see the backfield split just because you know, towards the end, we saw Aaron Jones is not getting that much work uh, over the last, you know, eight games or so. But uh, now that it's the playoffs, is this the time where, you know, they give him 20 plus touches? I feel like it's going to be, you know, maybe they were taking it easy on him because they didn't need to. I mean, it's playoffs. You ride your studs and we know they're going to split that backfield up. I don't know if A.J. Dillon's going to be involved, but we know Jamal Williams will be. Uh, but, Jones, we're getting his cheapest price uh, all season on DraftKings at, at 6800 So uh, this is the game, that the lowest total game. You, you got a big home favorite, though, and that's generally a spot. Uh, we like our running backs. So I like Adams more. I like the passing game more. Uh, but I'll definitely be mixing in uh, some Aaron Jones under 7000 as well. And, and I agree with, with a cup of Woods. You know, if we expect Green Bay to control this game, and maybe you go the Aaron Jones route. I think the running back, obviously, uh, one of those receivers, and maybe you get off some of that Acres ownership, who I like. It's a good matchup for him. But uh, Chop pointed it out: if they get behind, you know, maybe it, it, it takes away from some of the workload. Some of the carries can still get involved through the passing game. But uh, I like Cup and Woods here as well. Pretty cheap options. So, Derek, let's go to the betting window here. Green Bay minus seven. Like I mentioned, that total the lowest on the day at forty-five and a half. I mean, we've talked about the Packers being able to score points on anyone all season. I think they're going to put up some points here. And uh, in return, I think the Rams are going to score um, playing from behind. So give me the over. I like the over as well. I respect the hell out of that Ramsey. Aaron Donald, uh, the best defender, in my opinion, in this league. But uh, I agree, there's going to be some points here. So uh, unless there's crazy weather, which I'm not seeing, I'll go over here as well. Chop. Nope. Give me Green Bay. Green Bay minus the seven. All right, we do not have our results from last week, uh, so we'll have to tweet that out or something being our last show. We'll, we'll do a little combined uh, playoff standings. But I just want to say thank you again to Mike Lynn for tracking everything all season long. Was hoping uh, he could join us here. We had a scheduling conflict. So uh, we're going to send him some Roto-Grinder swag uh, for, t- for tracking everything and uh, keeping track of our bets. And I st- we still got to find out how-, how Chop ended up beating Noto in the picks. <laughs> I-, I know that was a-, a point of contention in our chat earlier today. So we'll get to the bottom of that. But uh, our picks, uh, we'll lock him in here for this week and see how the playoffs go. So moving on, guys. Maybe the matchup of the weekend. I- I'm excited about this from Baltimore and Buffalo. Obviously, the headline – Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, two of the best fantasy quarterbacks here uh, going at it. No real major injuries outside of Zach Moss landing on IR. The Bills uh, did end up signing Devontae Freeman to their practice squad today. But uh, it's really a question of 
What do we do with Travis White? Obviously, we've seen uh, Hollywood Brown have some big games, Derek. So does that scare you there? Uh, and then Devin Singletary ha has to be a guy we talk about 4,500 on DraftKings, 5,700 on Fando. What do you got here? The rest of this game, Ravens and Bills. Yeah, um, if your significant other has plans on Saturday night, cancel them immediately. This should be a fantastic football game. I can't wait for it. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, this offense just come alive. I mean, he's rushed for at least 80 yards in three straight. He's top 22 fantasy points in six straight. And, uh, you know, you don't have to pay a premium for him. Um, the opportunity cost a quarterback is pretty big. I don't think you can go wrong with any of the big three or four um, at the position. But um, he's certainly in play. It's a great matchup. Uh, the Bills defense, they have gotten better over the second half of the season, but they still are, still are an exploitable matchup. Um, for me, it's going to be Mark Andrews over Marquise Brown. You mentioned Travis White. Um, and then tight ends against Buffalo. They've just had a ton of success all season. We saw it last week and during the regular season. Uh, they were 28th in fantasy points allowed. So for me, give me Lamar to Mark Andrews. I kind of expected J.K. Dobbins to take over the backfield a little bit more than he did. He had 10 touches last week. Gus Edwards only had eight. Uh, but for me, I just think we're going to see more Lamar in the playoffs. So I'll avoid the running game. For Buffalo, Devin Singletary, he's going to be a good value play. I'm not sure, you know, he's going to break the slate or anything. Um, he does get a lot of work in the passing game. Um, at least he's capable of it. Uh, and with Zach Moss out, you got to think uh, he's a pretty safe option. They don't give him a lot of goal line work. That usually goes to Josh Allen or the passing game. So I wouldn't get my hopes up too high. You can certainly make a case to fade him, but he's cheap. You need value in the slate, especially if you want to pay up for the other studs. And then, yeah, it's hard not to like Josh Allen. Uh, I think his uh, one of his teammates said he's like a creative player on Madden, where he just said all of his stats in 99. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good quote because, I mean, he just uh, continues to crush each and every week. I think he's had 35 or more fantasy points in three of his last four games. Pair him up with Diggs, who feels uh, about $1,000 too cheap. And, uh, yeah, I don't know about you guys. I'm not going back to John Brown. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, putting up that bagel. That was pretty rough. So, uh, Cole Beasley looked pretty good. You know, we didn't really think he was going to play. They were calling him week to week. But I think he had seven catches in that one. And you uh, want to work the middle of the field against Buffalo. So, I think he's uh, – or against Baltimore. So, I think he's in a sneaky option. Yeah, John Brown. It was Corey Davis was the other bagel. I was trying to think of the other wide receiver I invested in. Uh, DraftKings sucked me in with that $4,800 price point on, on Corey Davis. But uh, Dawson Knox, another guy we, we kind of always toss in, but uh, been pretty involved in this offense. They tend to look for him uh, down in the red zone. So uh, sometimes a tight end, if you're not going Kelsey, you're not going Andrews, maybe you save some money. Uh, and I don't hate a Dawson Knox. So Chop, let's get over to you. Same questions, thoughts on Devin Singletary. We know these quarterbacks are studs. I actually want, at the end, I want to rank our quarterbacks because I think that's going to be uh, something we're going to have to, to take a look at. We have Mahomes, Allen, Jackson, Rodgers. If you want to throw Brady, Breeze in the mix. So we'll do that towards the end. Uh, get your guys' rankings on these quarterbacks. But uh, So, Tredavious White, are you avoiding that? Devin Singletary, interest there, and the rest of Baltimore Buffalo. Uh yeah, I mean, this, this is a really yeah, good offensive game. It should be fun. Uh, for the Ravens, I'm uh, I'm on the same characters I were last week. No reason to change it up. Uh, Lamar's going to run, and if he does, he's going to be a slate breaker or, or a really good running back if he can just complete some passes. And uh, his two targets, Brown and Andrews. Now, Andrews really disappointed last week against Tennessee, but, man, uh, we just saw Buffalo give up like a – basically a slate changing performance to a tight end who I don't think we expected to do it. Uh, Jack Doyle, was it? That yep. 
went out there and crushed them. Maybe maybe there's a weakness there that they're they're going to continue to exploit here. The Ravens are with Mark Andrews, so willing to go back to that. Marquise Brown getting a lot more targets lately, so he's on the table. And uh, I'm going to go back to J.K. Dom. It was very disappointing to me. I thought maybe they turn him loose in the playoffs, but they just you know Tennessee was a lot better at the line of scrimmage than what I think anybody was going to give them credit for. All I heard all week was weak defense, terrible defense, but they made an effort to get up there on that line. I mean, Tennessee came into that game last week against Baltimore, generating no pass rush, you know, all season long. Then all of a sudden we look up in the first half and they've got like four sacks on Lamar Jackson. Playoffs are just a little bit different. So I give Tennessee credit for having a good game plan. I think uh, maybe this is the week J.K. gets loose, though, against Buffalo. So I'm going to J.K. Dobbins. Singletary is a trap that I probably will try to avoid in GPPs for sure. In cash games, I don't know if you can get away from it. But uh, I could definitely see, just like all year long, the the Buffalo running back putting up a five-point spot for you, even though he's going to get the whole a lot of the workload. And who knows if that's going to be divvied out to anybody else. But you know, I can see it being a black hole right there at running back. So uh, I'm going to stick with Josh Allen, Diggs, Cole Beasley. He caught me by surprise, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting there doing my lineups, you know, and all week long you hear about he's doubtful. He's not going to play and all this other stuff. And I'm not even paying attention until about five minutes before the game kicked off. I looked back at the inactives just, just for the hell of it. And I realized, wait a minute, Cole Beasley's not on this list. Cole Beasley's active. Man, this is going to throw – this messes everything up. So I, I, I was totally caught off guard by that, but I won't be caught off guard this week. But with that being said, John Brown is just as good of a matchup as you can, you know, as you can hope for. So uh, I go back to him, you know, you just can't get scared off of one week. And, and Cole Beasley, yeah, he played, he caught some passes. He honestly didn't look like his normal self to me. So maybe there is a little bit of a lingering effect. So uh, I'll go back to John Brown here. And Stephon Diggs is unguardable. So I'm on that. But the Devin Singletary thing, I think that could be a, I think that could be a trap. Yeah, I, I kind of lean more your direction on that as well. I mean, we know when they get close, I know Derek mentioned it, uh, Josh Allen is basically the goal line back. So uh, you're going to need a lot of receptions uh, out of Singletary. And, and if Beasley's healthy, Brown, Gabriel Davis uh, still played well, even with everybody healthy. I mean, where where is Singletary on, on the passing game? pecking order I mean he's way down there and we just saw this Ravens defense shut down the best running back uh, in the league going into playoffs uh, Derrick Henry so uh, they're going to easily be able to handle a guy like Devin Singletary so I, I'm hoping a lot of ownership goes there uh, I agree maybe cash games you can't get away from it but uh, tournaments uh, chop I'm with you 100% uh, on that Singletary call so uh, let's get a betting pick here chop uh, Buffalo minus two and a half at home we have 50 on the total my goodness, this is a lot of respect for Baltimore, man. Only two and a half. I, I, I just got to. I got to go Buffalo. I can't. Uh, I, just, I can't go. That's just not enough. I go Buffalo. Yeah, I think Buffalo has the goods to win the AFC outright. I mean, I, I don't think Cleveland's going to go into Kansas City and win. Uh, it could set that showdown up, but I think Buffalo can go in there and win. So. Uh, as much as I like the Ravens, respect the Ravens, uh, I think the Bills handle business here. Uh, had their close call with the Colts, and now it's time to buckle in. Uh, I think they win this one by a, a touchdown. So give me the Bills. Derek. Yeah, make it three for three. We all want to see the Bills and Chiefs match up next week, uh, and I think we're going to get it. 
but this is a strange trying to break this up, but what was with all the random punts um, this last weekend? It just seems like the coaches all just got so shy. I think the Colts had one. I know the Steelers had one late in that game. The Ra- or the Titans had one. Um, just punting uh, in the opponent's territory, especially when it's like fourth and one, fourth and two. That was so strange. Or when you're the Steelers and you're getting your face smashed in and you're trying to come back and you're punting at times you need to be going for. I, I don't know. I mean, playoffs, uh, things tighten up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, crazy. Chop, any thoughts on that? Uh, you know, you kind of come to expect coaches for some reason to make bad, bad choices like when it comes to stuff like that. But, man, Mike Tomlin's, that was maybe the worst I've ever seen. That's what I'm ever. saying. And that's it's saying something, but, my God. In that situation, down by two scores, at that point in the game, this just that's just that's fireable. That's a fireable offense. Yeah, and it's not only the punting; you you lose any of the momentum you had. You could feel the momentum starting to switch, and then you don't even give your team a chance to to do anything. It's just just he he wasn't the one I'd expect that out of. Some of these coaches, you wonder how they even got to this position. But yeah, some some shocking calls uh, nonetheless. So. Uh, let's move on to Sunday. And we've spoken about Cleveland, Kansas city. They will lead us off a uh, nice little, little, little later start here. So anyone that, that parties it up Saturday night, uh, the bills fans crashing through tables, you'll get to sleep in a little bit and uh, wake up a little bit later uh, and check this game out. But we got three Oh five and six forty uh, Eastern here on Sunday. So Cleveland, big underdogs here, a massive win there uh, against Pittsburgh, obviously chop. Big total here at 56. Uh, Kansas City is where the injuries lie. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, all questionable. I-, I would expect Hill and Watkins to be back in there, but we'll keep an eye on CEH. Could open up some value uh, with Le'Veon Bell. So the Browns did it once. Uh, I don't think many people gave him a shot here, Chop. Any chance here they go in and compete, uh, let alone win this game here in Kansas City? Uh, if If those guys you mentioned – are legitimately hurt and maybe not playing or not playing at full strength, then, yeah, there's a chance. I mean, Tyreek Hill is really – between Hill and Kelsey, they really make that offense go. Uh, so, yeah, there's a chance if there's injuries there. Otherwise, no, the good thing about this weekend, and it's always like this every year, is that we move on from the wild card where you have some teams in there, and they've earned the right to be in there, but they are still a little bit – they're just not on the level of a Kansas City or a Green Bay, the guys who get the buys. So now we get the big boys. So this is one of the big boys right here at Kansas City. I'm, you're going to hear – I think you're going to hear a lot of people claim the Browns have a chance to win this game after what they did to Pittsburgh. Not if Casey's healthy. I don't think they have much of a chance here. So we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, in order to, uh, to get that running game going like they did, you're going to have to be able to hang within this game. That's going to be – this isn't Pittsburgh, man. I don't foresee – the first snap of the game going over Patrick McCombs' head for a defensive touchdown and then like two straight picks after that for touchdowns. And I don't see a 28-point deficit in the first quarter for Casey. And by the way, they had that last year and they still came back and won. So uh, they can still do it anyhow. But I just – everything has to work out perfectly for Cleveland. I don't think it is. I think they get behind here. I think it pushes Chubb out of the game. Uh, and I don't know, you know, I think you could go to maybe Jarvis Landry on that side. I'm just not a Mayfield guy for fantasy. I know he had a, a really solid game last week and he said some good games down the stretch, but I'm just not a Mayfield guy for fantasy. And uh, Jarvis Landry's the guy I would want over there. Austin Hooper, any of those pass catchers will be fine. And for Kansas City, yeah, you got to fire up your big boys, man. 
it's Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. And every game, it seems like he wants to alternate. It's either going to be Tyreek or it's going to be Kelsey. One of them is going to have a good game along with a couple of the other smaller names out there. But somebody's going to have a big game, either Hill or Kelsey. So against Cleveland, I'm going to put my money on Kelsey. But you never know. It could be Tyreek could have three first quarter touchdowns. So they're all in play here. But definitely all, all in on, on Mahomes this week. All right, real quick, I'm going to sidetrack here. You mentioned interceptions there. Let's go back to Pittsburgh here momentarily. you got some extra time. A, is Big Ben washed? Is he done? Do mm-hmm. you think he comes back? B, I hear some Mike Tomlin. They might be done with him as well. So it's just thoughts real, real quick there, Chop, on these Pittsburgh guys. Uh, it's funny because I really think they have the core of a team that could be a Super Bowl contender with a couple of pieces in place. Uh, Roethlisberger really did look washed for much of this year. I'm not going to lie. So it's one of those things where a good veteran can make you look, uh, he can make himself look presentable. Like Tom Brady makes himself look good. Uh, but when you strip it all down, he's really not that good. And people are going to hate that, but you know, you can deke and dunk all day and those 25 yards downfield and you're accurate and that looks good. But when you strip it all down, you're not getting the ball downfield like some of these other guys with bigger arms, but they're just not mentally in the game like a Tom Brady is. Roethlisberger made us, kind of fooled us for a lot of the year thinking he still had it in him, but he's still pretty weak there, man. I think they, with a better quarterback and a better head coach, because Tomlin's just lost his mojo, that's all. You know, we just we just fired, uh, we, not we, but the NFL Eagles just fired Doug Peterson, and he won a Super Bowl pretty recently. But he was just making terrible, terrible choices, you know, for the last few years. Tomlin's in that boat, man. He's just not that good anymore. I think he's lost his mojo. I think they need a better coach. I think they need to try to upgrade the quarterback. And the, and the shell of that team can win a Super Bowl. They got a good defense, and they've got a good offensive line. So you'd be picking up the phone, calling Houston. I mean, Deshaun Watson on Pittsburgh oh, with those you know, weapons, that defense. That's, that's crazy that – to think that Deshaun Watson may actually talk his way out of Houston. That'd be nuts for Houston to do that. But man, oh dude, I'd be on the, I'd, if I'm anybody out there, except for like, you know, guys with franchise quarterbacks, I'm on the phone because Houston oh, yeah. has been known to make some poor decisions right. in trades. I mean, you saw him give away Hopkins for a bag of footballs. I mean, David Johnson. So I agree. Here's I, here's I, a question for you, Beer. And no to- well, neither one of you guys are Jets fans, but do you pull the trigger right now if, they, if you want to give up the number one pick in Trevor Lawrence in exchange for Deshaun Watson? What would you do? Are you so you're talking Jacksonville? Yeah, Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. So notorious with Jacksonville. Yeah if, yeah. if I'm the Jets and I have the two pick, absolutely. I, oh know, yeah, yeah. I, for am sure. I going Watson or am I going Justin Fields? I mean, uh, Fields. We'll see what he even turns out to be in the pros, but. Uh, let's throw that question to Derek because I, I think it's a viable question. Yeah, I mean, I love Watson, but uh, I want to see what we can get out of Trevor Lawrence. So uh, I'll go with Trevor Lawrence. And Urban Meyer potentially heading Ooh, down uh, to Jacksonville, uh, assembling, I mean, assembling a coaching staff from what yeah. I hear. So uh, that would be an attractive. I mean, you, you put Trevor Lawrence in, in that offense. We know the receivers are there. James Robinson was a revelation. Uh, I think ch- things could change very, very quickly if they address – uh, the defense there, but uh, same questions real quick to you, Noto, about Ben Roethlisberger, Mike Tomlin. Uh, Chop brought up Doug Peterson, and dude's got a damn statue outside the stadium, and uh, they sent him and Nick Foles packing. The whole the whole statue's gone, so 
just real quick thoughts here. We'll get back to the game here, but uh, thoughts on, on Pittsburgh, Philly, or whatever else here we just talked about. I mean, there's something to be said for these hard-headed player coaches that just refuse to change their ways. We're seeing it with Pete Carroll, uh, with Seattle. Um, just made such an effort to run the ball uh, the entire second half of the year. And then he came out today or yesterday and said, uh, number one priority over the offseason is to run the ball more and more efficiently. It's just like, Establish it. They just don't get it. Um, Tom is one of those guys. I mean, he's a player's coach. I think he gets the most out of his talent um, on his team, but he just makes bad decisions. And same thing for Pete Carroll, same thing for Doug Peterson. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I and, and Ben Roethlisberger, the same thing. I mean, uh, it was sad seeing him on the sideline just crying after the game. Um, and I, would, I always heard so, especially for us OGs, you know. Uh, you don't want to think the best is behind us. But uh, you never know when it's time to let go. Uh, it's kind of crazy. And Thanksgiving, we were talking about this team going undefeated. Um, and now they're firing their head coach, potentially getting rid of their quarterback. Uh, it's crazy what two months will do. Yeah, insane. I mean, I thought Tom would be there forever, uh, you know, and it's not only Watson. Keep an eye on Matthew Stafford. I think that could be a name uh, floated around Detroit. Still no GM, our head coach in place, but uh, time for a change. I think Detroit's got to rebuild from scratch. So you throw him on, on a Pittsburgh, uh, in Indianapolis. I don't think Rivers will be back. I think that's another quarterback domino to keep an eye on. But uh, just just crazy, the turnover. A lot, a lot of teams looking for a coach. Uh, right now so those those vacancies will be filled here uh starting pretty soon once the dominoes get rolling that'll be interesting to watch so Derek let's get your thoughts here uh again Cleveland any shot to win this game Kansas City uh, are you leaning more Tyreek Hill uh, or Kelsey and so forget we love our narratives here and we got Kareem Hunt going back to Kansas City only 4,800 here on DraftKings so Derek what do you got here Browns Chiefs yeah, that is a pretty good narrative, and he looked pretty good last week against the Steelers' defense that we thought was pretty good against the run. But um, you know, at that point in the game, there was just it was just so weird. There's so much going on. But uh, the best way to attack KC is on the ground, 31st in DVOA against the run. The problem is, uh, in order to do that, you got to stay in the game. You got to keep it competitive, and I just don't think they're going to be able to do it. Um, so for me, I'll have some shares of Austin Hooper, uh, and that's pretty much it. I mean, KC really tough on wide receivers. Uh, I guess you could play the hunt route. Um, if you do think they're going to be trailing, maybe he gets a little bit more work than Chubb in this one. Chiefs, yeah, we know where the production is going to go. Love Mahomes, uh, love Hill, love Kelsey. Uh, the fact that I like Andrews so much this week, I'll probably lean Tyreek over Kelsey, assuming he's, you know, 100% healthy. But you got to think at least one of them is going to have 100-plus yards and a touchdown. And then the backfield. Each of the last two years, I've just loaded up on Damian Williams and just printed uh, during the playoffs. I mean, they've used a workhorse back despite having, you know, some timeshare during the regular season. So I'll be interested to see if that happens here. Uh, do we get a full workload from CEH, uh, assuming he's healthy? Because if so, um, you know, they had a lot of interesting plays for Damian Williams last year. So I think he could be one of the sneakier tournament plays of the slate. Yeah, I don't hate it. I, I still think they're going to mix in some Le'Veon Bell. I, I don't think they brought him in to, to keep him on the sidelines. Uh, if if Clyde is out, I, I think Bell is one of the better, if not the best value on the slate. But uh, I just I worry a little bit that they want to keep Le'Veon involved. Chop, any thoughts real quick on that Kansas City backfield? I mean, I guess we got to see how the injuries shake out. But uh, I kind of assumed Clyde Edwards would not be ready. And I think I like – Williams a little bit more than than Bell. There you go. Throwing another name in the mix here. Williams only 4,000. Uh, Darwin Thompson more expensive. We saw him have a, a big week 17, but uh, certainly something to keep an eye on, especially if you think the Chiefs are going to cruise. 
uh, the running back should get plenty of work in this one. So uh, keep an eye on those injury reports. Derek, we have Kansas City, biggest favorite on the slate at minus 10, and our highest total as well at 56. Oh, man. Uh, I know the game script last week was a little bit wonky, but uh, the Browns just gave up the most completions in NFL history to Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, Mahomes is going to tear this defense apart. Give me Kansas City. I, it's a huge total, but I, I'm going to go over here. I think Kansas City is going to cruise. I think Cleveland's offense is functional enough to score some points. So uh, generally a spot I would look at the under, but I'm going over this 56. I think there's going to be a ton of points in this one. Chop. Yeah, I got a, like a combination of both of those thoughts. Kansas City is just going to score and score and score. You're not going to shut these guys down, so give me Kansas City. All right, let's wrap this baby up, and let's wrap up the season here with Tampa Bay uh, and New Orleans. Uh, Tampa Bay, uh, it, was, it was tighter than I, a lot of people probably thought it was there with Washington, uh, who put up a fight. Tyler Haneke uh, was unbelievable in that game. We'll see what happens uh, with his future in New Orleans. It was ugly. Uh, they got it done, but that's how they want to win. They, they want to lean on their defense, the, their running game, and they were able to do that against a bad Bears team. But a, a much bigger challenge here now. So, Noto, we'll go to you. Injury-wise, uh, we got to look at the running back position. Ronald Jones, uh, it hurt a lot of people, including myself. I had no idea he was not going to play. Uh, I'm watching uh, big Uncle Len out there getting carries in the opening of the game. Like, where the hell's Ronald Jones? Uh, apparently, and I say that with air quotes, uh, because he was out on Twitter complaining that he didn't get a thousand yards. He hurt himself in pregame warmup. So still don't know if that's true or not. The point is he's questionable here. Uh, Latavius Murray questionable uh, on the new Orleans side of things. So uh, if Jones is out, Derek, where do you come out on Leonard Fournette? Tough matchup, no doubt, but 4,900 uh, on, on DraftKings, 6,300 uh, on FanDuel. If Latavius is out, obviously Kamara uh, becomes a lot more clearer of a play in a tough matchup, but he's done well against his Tampa team, 16 and 23 DraftKings points this season. So uh, the running backs, the main questions, but add anything else you want here, obviously. Bucks, Saints, what do you got? Yeah, Ronald Jones became the third member um, of my DFS rosters uh, to get injured pregame this season. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor, uh, Justin Jackson, then Ronald Jones. Um, now, whether it was an injury or not, uh, who knows? But uh, I was right there with you. It uh, was not fun to see Fournette get the start and then uh, to hear all the things on Twitter about Ronald Jones. If he's out, uh, I'll certainly look to Fournette. Um, it would certainly open up some value. And then uh, you'd have a lot of good value options at running back at that, at that point. You wouldn't have to go to Singletary if you didn't want to. Um, we talked about the Kansas City backfield as well. So if he's uh, the guy, I think you can go there. It uh, looked okay last week. He's a good pass catcher. Um, they could be trailing in this one, so uh, I don't mind that. Marshawn Lattimore, he's absolutely owned Mike Evans over the years. Um, their last five meetings, Evans has averaged eight fantasy points, plus he's dealing with that injury. So for me, uh, give me Antonio Brown, give me Chris Godwin. Um, I'm hoping Rob Gronkowski does something other than just block. It was kind of weird just posting all these, seeing all these videos of Gronkowski on Twitter just blocking. Um, Seeing how, saying how good of a game he had. I mean, I get it. That's cool. But I want some fantasy points. So uh, hopefully he can get going again. And, uh, yeah, it should be a fun game on the Saints side, similar to the Packers. We know where the ball's going. It's going to Kamara. It's going to Michael Thomas. I think you can play both of them here. Um, I'm not too worried about the defense. Tampa Bay, they were great in the first half of the season. Let up a little bit towards the end. So, um, yeah, pretty much just MT and Kamara for me. Why does DraftKings hate Michael Thomas, 6,700? Yeah. I mean, it's just – you would love to see the pricing be a little bit tighter. So, uh, Chop, same questions for you. 
Uh, running back wise, uh, where are we going? Tampa Bay. We need your hierarchy of wide receivers. Uh, I love the Mike Evans uh, talk there from Derek. He's absolutely right. Uh, this has not been a good matchup for him. So uh, what are we doing there? Uh, and are we believing in this Deontay Harris uh, performance? Put up some big numbers, 3,500. Fluke or, or something we can put some stock into? Oh, man. Start off with Tampa Bay, and I'd say that the, the, the uh, Ronald Jones situation is absolutely 100% right in line with what's happened the entire other parts of the football season this year. Like, it's like uh, you get to the playoffs and you just expect everything to be laid out there and there's no big surprise. There should never be any big surprises. But And then to have your running back, a very popular running back, just absolutely be a no-show, no, uh, just a late scratch or whatever. It's just – it's so 2020, man, even though we're carrying over into 21. But, yeah, it's weird like that. And I don't know what to – I don't think – I don't want either one of those guys regardless. That's just my opinion this this week. You got to take stands somewhere. Um, and for me, I don't think I would want either one of those guys anyway. And with a little bit of uncertainty, that makes it pretty easy for me. Uh, how I rank the receivers, I probably rank them this week. Godwin, Brown, and Evans. But, you know, Mike Evans, is if he gets shut down this week, I don't think it's because of an injury. I think it's because, like you guys said, Lattimore is, is – just a tough matchup for him, but he looked perfectly fine last week. I, you know, I think he's fine health-wise. So I think he was just kind of like a little bit in shock when he hurt himself back in week 17, but he looked fine, but it's a tough matchup. So I'm ranking him those three. But with that being said, you got three great wide receivers. You got a quarterback who's going to look for whatever he can look for. He's a very savvy guy. So if Mike Evans is the guy around the goal line, Mike Evans is the guy and he can be a slate breaker. That's just the way it goes sometimes in football. For the Saints, man, I just tell you, I, I just this this team has the making, man. It has a probably a top three offensive line. It has a great defense, front end and back end. It has all the makings of the Super Bowl team, except for like I said about a month, two months ago, Drew Brees is going to hold this team back, man, and that's unfortunate. That's the only reason why they don't just absolutely blow out Tampa Bay this week, is because uh, Drew Brees could be the guy who screws things up for him. So. Do I believe in Deontay Harris? No. I that I think that was a fluky game. So I'm not going back there. But at that price tag, Mike Thomas, sure. Alvin Kamara, sure. He he got there at the end with that late touchdown, but uh, it could have been a bigger game than that. And, and the way he comes out of the backfield, I'm not worried about matchups here against Tampa Bay. So he could get there. Drew Brees scares me though, man. I don't I don't think Drew Brees can help this team fully realize their potential. You, you called for Jameis Winston back in the day, Chop. I mean, we're definitely going to get some Taysom Hill here, no doubt. And it always takes away from, from some of the ceiling of Drew Brees. It's always the worry uh, when you're playing fantasy with putting him in a roster. A, the upside's just not there. B, uh, he's going to lose any opportunities when they get around the goal line to do anything. So uh, just something to keep in the back of your head here, uh, especially uh, on this slate with all these quarterbacks, which we're going to get to. Uh, and kind of rank, but uh, Drew Brees not going to be on that list. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of a, uh, a heads up there. But, Chop, let's get our last betting pick of the season here. We have Saints minus three here at home, 51 and a half on the total. Even though I think Drew Brees is an anchor for this team right now, three at home, the way they've just completely disrespected Tampa this year, I got to go with the Saints. 
I'm going to go under on this one. Uh, the, the line feels about right. Tampa Bay is playing with a lot of confidence. I know the Saints have owned them. We can throw out the old cliche. It's tough to beat a team uh, three times in one year. It would not shock me to see either team win this game, to be honest. But that 51 and a half feels a little bit too high uh, for two pretty good defenses. So under for me. Derek, what do you got? Uh, I don't mind both those calls. I'll go the under with you, Bear. All right, and that will wrap up not only the divisional weekend, but that will wrap us up here for this season. Uh, Only two games next week, obviously. So uh, football-wise, we're done. But we are continuing on with our basketball shows. If you missed last week, we had a good time with it. Uh, And you can find that on Roto-Grinders every Wednesday night at 5.30 Eastern. Uh, Us three covering the basketball slate, taking your questions. Uh, trying to make it more interactive uh, than the normal show. So uh, if you missed last week, not too late to join us tomorrow night at 5.30. So real quick, guys, let's rank our quarterbacks. I, I think that's going to be important. I know it's not a position that generally uh, wins or loses or wins or loses your GPPs, but uh, I still think that's going to be a decision point for a lot of people. So uh, Noto, just give me your, your top four. I think the top four is going to be the same for everybody. If you want to throw a fifth in there, uh, it's probably Brady, I'm assuming, but uh, how are you ranking these guys? Mahomes, Jackson, Rodgers, Allen, uh, and and whoever else you'd have in that five-hole. So I love Aaron Rodgers, but I do think uh, he's a little bit behind the other three. So uh, he would be my fourth, and then I'll go number one, Josh Allen. He's just playing so well. Um, I don't think anybody could slow down this offense. Then Mahomes, then Lamar. All right, Chop, same question. Uh, number four this week. Yeesh, man. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Number three, Josh Allen. Number two, Lamar Jackson. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, And then if I rounded it out, it'd be this guy, that guy, this guy, this guy. Then number eight on the list, Jameis Winston and then Drew Brees. I put put Winston (laughs) on the bench ahead of Drew Brees. (laughs) Oh, you're going to pull a siege, uh, make some uh, Jameis Winston lineups there, Chop? I mean, listen, hey, if I'm Pittsburgh, let's get his agent on the phone right now. Yeah. All right, Jameis Winston, let's do it. Man. Pittsburgh's got a lot of calls they can make. I mean, there, there's some interesting quarterbacks out there. So that, that's clearly they want to go the Taysom direction. So uh, that would be definitely a call I'd be making. But uh, I'm going to put Rodgers fourth as well. I just, I, I love him. He's at home, generally money in the bank, but uh, he's got the toughest matchup here. And I just don't know that he has the level of upside of some of these other guys. So he is the cheapest of them, but I'll put him fourth. I will put Lamar Jackson third. I'm going to go Mahomes too. And I agree, Josh Allen, number one, uh, just the, the ability to, to put together a massive game on the ground. Lamar gives you that as well, but I just think Josh Allen, the biggest ceiling right now. So Uh, That is my top four. If I had to include a five, it would be Brady, uh, a little bit cheaper than Rodgers, but uh, I think I'm just going to stick with those big three and maybe a little bit of Rodgers in some game stacks. So, guys, final thoughts. I just want to thank the both of you. Love doing the show each and every week uh, with you guys. Always learn something new. Always have a good time with it. I want to thank each and every person that listens, whether you're just in this week, whether you join us every single week. Uh, th- this basically is, is living a dream. We get to sit here and talk about football. Uh, the fact that people want to listen to it uh, is awesome. So I'm glad that you guys are enjoying the show. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you, and thank you for tuning in to the show. Guys, final thoughts here on the weekend. 
to wrap up the season, whatever you want to finish with. Derek, let's go to you. Yeah, it's been a strange uh, time over the last year or so. So uh, thank you for joining us. We're glad sports are back. I can't wait until we can actually uh, hang out again. Uh, one of these Roto Grinders parties. So hopefully everything in the world uh, will come together here soon, uh, especially before the next uh, start of NFL season. But yeah, thanks for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. Join us for the NBA show. Uh, our picks were eight and one to start the season. Oh. So, uh, we're going, we're keeping that rolling. Here we go. Chop, final thoughts here. Wrap us up for the season, buddy. What do you got? Yeah, I say I say it uh, every year. I just I can't believe people uh, will sit down and take the time to listen to it to our show. Man, it's crazy. It's, it's quite humbling, you know. And and to have people because time is the commodity, man. It's worth more than anything else, uh, no matter what. So we appreciate you taking your time to listen, man. And uh, it's been a crazy year. Obviously, we didn't even know, you know, during the summer how much football we'd have if we'd have it, and. Well, we plowed through a college football championship game. We, we're plowing through the NFL playoffs. We're going to get there. So sports just make – it sounds stupid. People, Some people are going to argue it's not the big picture, but sports make life a little bit more entertaining. It just makes it more entertaining. It, it just, I don't know. There's something about it. So I'm glad we're able to get through it all. I'm glad people are listening. It's been a great year, and uh, we'll be back next year, man. Absolutely. Already looking forward to next year, but uh, playoffs should be fun here this weekend. So again, you got four game slate on DraftKings. They do have some two gamers as well. Uh, Fandle's more of the two game slate. So uh, be patient with your bankroll. We got a long season of NBA. We're excited to be covering that each and every week. And we'll have you covered uh, from all angles over on Roto Grinders, football, basketball, Derek putting a lot of work into golf as well. So uh, covering all the sports for you, make sure you get over there uh, and check out Roto Grinders premium uh, for full access to everything, projections, things like that behind the scenes. So uh, don't want to miss out on that. Get yourself all set up uh, in all of these sports. So to wrap up the season, thank you again to everybody for Notorious, for Head Chopper. I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck this weekend, guys. Enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy the rest of the football season. We'll be back on the pod next season. But make sure you come over and check us out on Roto Grinders talking NBA every Wednesday night, 530 to 630. We are out. Happy New Year. Good luck, everyone, and we'll see you.